my lovelies. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is Lottie of the Sacred Cocoon and this is officially my first podcast episode ever. (laughs) Um, I have had uh, loved ones and friends and some clients asking me for quite a long time whether I would ever consider doing a podcast and I've always really loved the idea and um, wanted to do it and yet kind of pushed it to the back burner and and never really just gotten on with it and I was sitting down and thinking about why that is (laughs) and I couldn't really put my finger on it um I think to be honest a large part of it is that I didn't know how to do it Uh, (laughs) um which, you know, Google would help with that. <laughs> but anyway, um, finally, I got the, the inspiration and the impetus to do it uh, from a dear friend of mine, Leo C- Sacred Journey. Um, and she has a podcast by the same name. And you can find her um, on Instagram as well which is, again, Leo Sacred Journey. Um, and I really, really love the episodes that she has out so far. Um, and so when I heard them, I just felt really inspired to actually just finally get on and do it. <laughs> so here I am, making a podcast. <laughs> um, so to just introduce you to introduce you to me introduce myself introduce myself to you one of those uh, <laughs> my name is Lottie I am a professional tarot reader um, spiritual guide energy worker and healer and um, I have been reading tarot for going on 16 years now um, I grew up in a spiritualist family um, I am clairvoyant and clairaudient, uh, which means I uh, can see and hear um, information from spirit. My family is, I guess you could call psychic. <laughs> I never really know what word to use. Uh, psychic, yeah, sure. Um, mediums, going back to my great-grandfather. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I grew up in a, in a spiritualist household. Um, with my mom and dad, my mum and dad. <laughs> uh, my dad is um, also clairvoyant and clairaudient like me, and so is his sister and his brother and his mum and my, my granddad. Um, so, yeah, I, I grew up around, around spirit, basically, uh, you know, um, knowing that it was a thing that it was a real thing, uh, seeing things, hearing things, receiving kind of messages and information, um, doing energy work, energy healing. Uh, My family was really big into that even before I was born and then they continued after I was born. Um, So I I grew up in that that background, in a spiritualist background. And then when I was 13, 12 or 13, I got really interested in tarot. Um, so I'd grown up going to the local metaphysical store with my, with my nana, um, and I was, I was obsessed with it. Like, I was just, I was in love with it. I just loved everything about it. Um, and I spent so long in there that, uh, they eventually put in a little chair for my nana. (laughs) You know, being like, 
seven, I would just sit on the floor and read the books and, and you know, look at the crystals and things like that for hours and hours and hours um, and, and didn't realise that my nana probably needed to sit down. <laughs> uh, so they, they put in a chair for her um, and yeah, I just loved it. And then when I was, like I said, uh, 12 or 13, I got really specifically interested in tarot. Uh, it's also when I really began my pagan path and my my uh, witchy path. And my dad bought me my first set of tarot cards, which was the deck uh, Tarot of a Moon Garden. Um, which, you know what, looking back, actually isn't the easiest deck to start with. Uh, <laughs> I would not necessarily recommend it as a starter deck. Um, but that was my first deck. Uh, and yeah, so I picked up. I picked up the cards then and I have not put them down since <laughs> and I am now 29 and a bit so uh, you, can, <laughs> you can do the math there and figure it out. Um, yeah like I said I think it's going on 16 years now that I've been reading um, but I'm also terrible at math so you know that could be off by a little bit. Um, so yeah I, I grew up went through my teens and, and into my 20s um, reading cards. I also picked up tarot, uh, sorry, bleh, oracle cards, uh, runes, uh, charm casting. Um, I dabbled a little bit in tea leaf reading. Uh, I, I'm not super experienced in that. I was, I was trying to think of, think of a good word, but, um, I do find it really interesting. I would like to get more into it. Um, but yeah, tarot has always been my really big thing that I've always focused on. Um, and so this podcast is going to be really uh, focused on spirituality. It's going to be kind of broad. I'm just going to um, discuss lots of different topics, but we're going to look at spirituality, um, metaphysical um, subjects, issues. We're going to look at tarot, um, other forms of divination, energy work, energy healing, um, spirituality I think I already said that right <laughs> uh, working with spirit guides working with spirit um all all that good stuff that's what we're gonna look at <laughs> together uh, <laughs> um so what I thought I would do today for this first episode is to give a few uh tips and tricks and hints on uh really getting comfortable with tarot um, I get asked a lot kind of how to learn tarot um, because a lot of people are really interested in it but it's also kind of simultaneously scary because it's you know a lot of cards there's 78 cards in a, in a standard um, tarot deck and it just seems like a lot to people um, but I want to make it less scary because I love tarot <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love reading for people. I love reading for myself. I, I find it really interesting, and I, I find it to be a tool that is really great for self-discovery and exploration and understanding the self, and it's, yeah, it's wonderful. I want everyone that is interested in it to be able to, to pick up a deck and, and do it themselves. Um, so here are <laughs> some tips and tricks for... Um, how to do that, how to make your discovery, discovery, your journey, discovery, sure, with tarot <laughs> easier and more fun um, and more productive. So what I would say is the first thing 
I would recommend is to pick up a deck that is based on the Rider Waite Smith. So either you can get the traditional Rider Waite Smith or some variation thereof. Um, there's like the original Rider Waite Smith. There's also the Universal, the Radiant Rider Waite, the Albino Waite, um, all sorts of different variations on that that traditional deck that are, have variations on the traditional art as well. So they kind of stick really, really close to the the um, system set out in that deck um, or what's called a Rider Waite Smith clone which just means any deck <laughs> that is based on on the system of that deck but can have different art um, and be uh, basically represented in whatever way the deck creator wanted to represent it. Um, the reason that I recommend getting a Rider Waite Smith based deck even if you don't get the traditional deck um, is because a lot of the resources out there are written and created with that system in mind. So that means you can use pretty much any deck uh, with that system and still use the books. Even if the art in your deck is different, it will still you know fit to uh, that system. Um, so... I want to say it's completely okay if you don't like the traditional Rider-Waite Smith. Um, I actually don't particularly like it very much, um, mostly for the colours. I don't really like the traditional colours. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's okay to get something that, you know, is based on that but, but goes off from that. But it's just so much easier if you can get a deck that at least resembles in some degree what's going on in the books and what they're talking about because otherwise it's just really confusing and it it makes it hard um there's different systems of tarot there's also the marseille um and then there's the the thoth deck which was created by alistair crowley um and they just they just use a, a different system um and to be honest i don't have a lot of experience with those i've always read with right away smith based decks uh, mostly i have i think one thoth base deck um but I, I just don't read with those very much um so yeah most most easily available resources as well tend to be right away smith based but having said that i would say make sure that you get a deck that has art that you like <laughs> which seems really obvious but i think there's like a feeling that you know to to learn or to do it finger quotes properly or, or whatever that you have to get it uh, you have to get that original one. And, and if you don't click with the art, if you just don't like the deck, then it will make it really hard to learn because it makes it boring. <laughs> you don't want to do it, you know. Um, and it makes it hard because you can't connect with them. And it's just not fun. You want tarot to be a fun experience. It makes it so much, so much easier to learn. Um, and yeah, so some decks that I would recommend that are based on the Rider Waite Smith but are not uh, the traditional Rider Waite Smith uh, would be something like the Halloween Tarot, which is super, super cute. Um, and I love it a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm looking at my deck collection here, seeing what we've got. There is uh, the Psychic Tarot. There's also Psychic Tarot for the Heart, uh, both of which I really love. Um, they're a little bit different, but they, they basically go off the same system. Um, there is, hmm, what else have we got? 
My mind has gone completely blank. <laughs> I work in a metaphysical store uh, and we have so many decks and yet j just cannot think of a single deck. They probably should have lined up the ones that I have. Um, oh, the Nova Tarot I really like. Um, yeah, those are, those are a couple that I would recommend because um, they're really, they're really, clear they're really simple in their imagery and they're very forthright there's a lot of decks that are based on right away's myth too but they aren't quite as kind of straightforward or obvious i would say when you're starting out and when you're getting comfortable you really want images that are going to give you like a clear meaning or a clear clear message of what they're saying you don't want to be kind of like guessing what's going on in it you know um, so the other thing that I, the, the second thing <laughs> that I would recommend would be, um, don't look at the book. Uh, <laughs> and this, this is where I think I, I, uh, diverge a little bit from, from maybe some traditional teachers, um, in that, you know, decks come with what we usually call the little white book, which is the guidebook that comes with most decks. Um, and then there's lots of resources for learning tarot, um, which I really love. There's a lot of really good resources out there. Um, but I find that it can actually make it in a way harder to learn, especially when you first start out, because it feels like you have to memorize the meanings of it. And especially if you're very new to it, and you're just kind of getting familiar with the images of the cards, and you're just kind of getting the handle of them, um, feeling like you have to learn 78 different meanings for all these different things, it's, it's like it's overwhelming, it's too much. So um, what I recommend, and, and the way that I like to teach, is actually trusting your intuition. Put the book down, you don't have to throw it away, <laughs> but just put it down, look at the cards, and... Um, you know, decide, like, tell a story, basically, just pick a card, look at it, and think, how do I, what does that mean to me, like, what is this showing to me, don't worry about what it means traditionally, it doesn't matter, uh, <laughs> um, what does it mean to you, what is it telling you, um, because I think you can give really good readings without knowing what it traditionally means, all that really matters when you give a reading is, is your intuition and the information that you're getting, and I've had really good readings from people and I've taught people and then had them give me readings and then, then be really on point and really accurate and yet none of what they said was what's traditionally in the book, you know? It's like none of it would be would be what's what's uh, written down by by people in the little white book or in, in the traditional guidebooks and things like that. And so I really recommend doing it that, it that way and building up your own like meanings because it's really easy when you look at the books and you see all of the resources and you see all the material that's already out there, it's really easy to think, you know, if I don't learn this exactly and I don't get it exactly 100%, like I know all of it, then I'm wrong and I'm doing it wrong. And that makes it scary because we don't want to fail. <laughs> so um, I just really think, put the book down, don't worry about it. Um, I find that once you've started to like get to terms with it and build up your own ideas around the cards, then it's easier to start looking at the guidebooks as well 
and feeling less intimidated by them or less scared by them. Um, because you can, you for one, you'll start to see that some of the meanings that you have gained from those cards probably actually match up with what the book says. And then even if they don't, it's like the books will just give you a deeper understanding or another way to look at the card rather than being like the be all and end all of what you have to learn about it. Um, and yeah, if you just, if you make your own meanings for it, if you figure out your own meanings, basically, they'll be a lot more personal too. You'll, you'll find it easy to make a personal relationship with your deck. Um, and that was the thing with tarot really I would say is the more of a relationship you get with your deck that you form with your deck the more of a kind of friendship that you have with it the easier reading is because it's like you'll understand the language that builds up between you um another thing that I would say for that kind of offshoot from that is um getting the deck and then covering up the names of the cards so using like a little bit of um, masking tape or something that isn't going to damage the cards but covering up the names of the cards so you know this is the hanged man this is the magician this is the fool this is the eight of cups this is the ten of wands whatever uh, covering all of that up and then it that can help too because it kind of takes away the temptation of looking first at the words and saying okay well this is supposed to be the um, eight of swords and then reading it in terms of well this is what this is supposed to mean then again you just look at the image and you get the story from the image um, and it it just makes it so much e easier to trust you into intuition and to listen to yourself uh, and that voice that comes up for you uh, the next thing that I would recommend is doing a daily draw of some kind so that just means that you you use your deck every day and you pull at least one card every day. Um, I recommend starting with just one card because if you start doing like 10 cards a day, it can get really, again, overwhelming and it can feel like it's too much and then you'll stop doing it. The, the thing with learning is really consistency. You wanna keep doing it over and over and over and you'll build up that, that relationship with the deck and that um, feeling of confidence. Like no one when they first start feels confident, no one. I, I don't believe there's anyone that just picks up a deck of cards and it's like, oh yeah, I instantly know how to do this. So please don't feel like, you know, if you feel unconfident or you're, you're feeling unsure, don't, don't worry about it. That's completely normal. No one should be judging you because no one picked up that deck of cards and instantly knew. No, no matter how experienced someone is, they had to learn at some point and they had to figure it out. So don't let people scare you off by, you know, making you think that not knowing or being um um what's the word not confident I can't think of the word <laughs> but don't don't worry about that um everyone has to learn and yeah the you'll learn to trust your intuition the more that you hear that like inner story come up basically like when you read cards the more you do it you'll you'll start to build up this inner story and and doing it every single day drawing one card a day and then looking at it and thinking okay what could this mean for today you know if i pull the two of cups for example um at the start of my day and i ask the question uh, what do i need to know about today and i pull the two of cups i might look at it and think okay well this shows two people who are like 
equal with each other and they're sharing, they're close together. This could be a friend, this could be um, a loved one, could be someone at work that I, I really like. Um, or I might meet someone that I, I really get on with and we'll see eye to eye because the figures are eye to eye. And, and um, yeah, it's like a feeling of friendship. It's a really bright card. It feels happy, it feels sunny. Um, and I can look at that and without looking at anything to do with any of the meanings, I can kind of form that idea and carry that with me. And then at the end of the day, I can look back um, and and see like, how did that how did that play out in my day? Where did that turn up in my day? Because I find it always does somewhere. <laughs> um, I would recommend keeping a journal for this. There's a really good one called the Tarot Tracker, um, which is like a year long book that has uh, a section for every day that's the morning and the night if you want to um, and then you can also write down or put a little bullet point for what specifically you ask which is another thing that I would recommend it's a lot easier in my experience to learn how to read the cards if you ask them a question <laughs> um, and there's all sorts of guidance out there on, on what's a good question and what isn't and I'll, I'll I'll probably do an episode on that, um, but some good ones could be, um, what do I need to know right now? What should I look out for today? Um, what's a strength that I can use right now? What's a challenge that I need to be aware of? What's a weakness that I have that I should um, be aware of? What's coming up for me? What to, does today hold? Um, yeah, things like that. <laughs> Um, and going in, pulling a card with that question in mind, whatever question it is, is going to be so much more helpful to learning than to just completely have a blank mind and pull a card. Because I find if you don't have any context for the card, it's just hard to know what exactly it's talking about. You know, it's like if I pull that two of cups and I don't ask a question, like, what do I need to be aware of today? If I just pull it and I have no frame of reference, then it could mean anything. It's like, am I going to meet someone? Am I going to have a good day with my wife? <laughs> am I going to, um, you know, go out to have a drink with someone? Like, they're, they're both drinking from cups in the card. Well, maybe it's that. Like, it, it just helps to give clarity if you have a specific focus and a specific question. Um, the... Next thing that I want to uh, recommend is having a conversation with your deck. So the way that I do this basically is to start with that focus, start with that question, pull a card, and then it's like I just talk to my deck. So for example, I pull a card, I pull that two of cups, and I'm like, okay, well, this looks like a good day. Um, and I, I think that this might be referring to you that... Um, my wife and I want to go on a picnic <laughs> and it okay it feels like it's going to be a really good day like it's going to be a good day for that um, what should I what should I focus on for today what would be a good thing for us to focus on and then I pull another card and it is the hmm, let me think of something four of wands <laughs> um, and so that's about community that's like you might have a good day with friends so it's like okay well maybe we're gonna go you know, hang out with friends and do something with friends, um, or be a good day for me to do this. Um, what's a challenge that I need to be aware of? And it might be, um, the 
five of ones. <laughs> so then that might be, you know, we're going to go hang out. We're going to go play video games. Don't get too competitive. <laughs> uh, don't, you know, don't be too over the top with it. Play nice, play nice. <laughs> um, and then you keep going and you can just go for as long as you want and just make it really fun, make it really informal. Um, you don't have to only ask questions that are really, really serious, you know, and that's something I would suggest too is make it a habit of talking to your deck and asking questions that are just, you know, really everyday kind of things, things that help you. Tarot is a tool that is there to help you and make things simpler and, and just clearer, I think. So you can use it for anything. Don't feel like you have to just ask really serious questions. Um, and then the last thing that I want to say, um, because I can't think of any other points for right now, <laughs> um, that I would recommend is to actually make something around tarot so you can get um blank blank decks basically where you make your own tarot decks there's also things like um the tarot coloring book which i believe is by Teresa reed who is uh the tarot lady um and there's there's all sorts of things like that where you can like color color your own tarot um make your own tarot draw your own deck that kind of thing that will help you to understand the meanings of the cards. Um, one thing I also like to do is find songs that make me think of, of the deck. So for example, you could take the Major Arcana um, or even just take one, one card, take the Fool, you know, and then make a playlist of all the songs that make you think of the Fool. <laughs> because the thing that I find helps with that, with making a playlist of songs, with making art, with writing a story, whatever you want to do, something about creating around the idea of that card will help to solidify it more in your mind of what it means. You know, if you um, are, yeah, make writing a story and you're using one of the cards as the kind of like uh, focal point, it will help you to not just see, you know, maybe the immediate ideas of what the card is, but like, it's like you can draw it out and go on a full journey with it. What does it mean, like, down the line? What does it mean in relation to this situation? Things like that. And then the other thing, too, is that it draws in emotion. I find that the more emotionally connected you are with the deck, the more of an emotional, um, like, rapport that you feel with your deck, the easier it will be to read it. And the easier it will be to read for other people, too, if you want to, because... Um, you won't feel so scared. I think one thing that happens when you're reading for other people is it's it's not just you anymore, you know? <laughs> it's like when you're reading for yourself, it's kind of like you, you, you're not necessarily feeling like you're going to judge yourself a lot or whatever, but then when you read for other people, it can feel really scary. Even if they're not going to judge you, it can feel like they are. Or, you know, you might be afraid that they are, that they're going to think that you're, you don't know enough, that you aren't good enough, that, oh, that doesn't make sense, whatever. If you get an emotional connection and you can build up that story for yourself, if it, it's so much easier to sit down with someone else and say, okay, this is the story that this card makes you think of. When I see this card, I think of this feeling. I think of this song, which to me represents this. Um, you want to build up, like, your repertoire of repertoire of metaphors, <laughs> uh, of images, of what things mean. I just make it so much easier to like form a story. Tarot readings really are a story. 
especially when you start doing spreads where you're drawing you know, more than one card at a time. It's, you're not just looking at this card means this. You start looking at the story between the cards and what does that story actually say. If you have three cards and they're, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example, like the magician, uh, the two of wands, and the um, ten of pentacles. It's like you're not just reading those cards by themselves, you're also reading them in combination of the story that they tell. Uh, so the more that you build up your understanding and emotional kind of feelings and understandings about each card, the easier it gets to tell that story. So <laughs> with all that said, we are at 30 minutes now. So I think I'm going to wrap up for today. Thank you so much again for listening and for joining me. And I hope you will um, join me again for the next episode. I am sending you all so much love. And hope you have a wonderful day or night. Bye now.